Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Check it out for the ultimate in training for commercial brokers. Learn more at CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Well, we have a great show for you today. You know, I think there's a lot of question today in the market. Here we are at the kind of the end of the first quarter of 2023. We have an interest rate spike that have just happened. Uh, the Fed's talking about maybe raising rates more, or they are talking about it. You know, there's a looming potential recession. Maybe that's what the, the Fed wants to, to kill job growth and, and potentially help with inflation. Um, so there's a lot of question marks. We also have one of the major sectors of office uh, from the uh, COVID issue uh, where folks aren't working as much in the office. So what do investors think? What do of lawyers, people in our industry that are in asset management or institutional investors, what is really the sentiment out there of what to expect moving forward? Well, we have a treat for you. Please welcome Ron Gard. He's a partner with SafeWorth Shaw, and he's joining us on video. Ron, good to see you, sir. Good morning. And they do an annual report, and I have a copy here. We'll have a link on the show notes. It's the 2023 Real Estate Market Sentiment Survey. They've been doing this for eight years. Uh, they send uh, the survey out to 2,500 commercial real estate professionals, including some of the folks I talked about uh, earlier. Now, to keep in mind who Seiforth Shaw is, uh, they're, they're a big law firm with offices all over the country and also in China and Australia and England. They have offices where I am, I am here in Atlanta. They have them in New York. They have them on the West Coast. In fact, they have 130 real estate lawyers. Um, their website, if you want to check them out, is safeworth.com, uh, S-E-Y-F-A-R-T-H. Well, let's get into the uh, survey here, uh, Ron. And as you and I have been involved in this, I want to go over, there's really kind of 13 major questions. I think they're all fantastic to kind of get the highlights of what you, you garner from this survey on these 13 questions. But, but first of all, when you look at this survey, uh, you look at the, the results that you got, what's the kind of the overall sentiment? Uh, what, did, what did you get out as a kind of a big picture? Well, I guess the, the, the right, the, 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 and you phrase this in, in, in past years as, you know, the, the takeaway. And, and I think you hit, hit the very first takeaway uh, is that there was an unbridled sense of opportunity for 2023. Um, and 69% of the respondents saw this year as a year of opportunity as opposed to retrenchment. And that struck us, just as an aside, uh, given the context. And the context is really looking at 2002 with slower growth, rising interest rates, uh, discussion certainly and fears about a recession, as you identified, uh, pullback by commercial lenders uh, and um, expensive derivatives market. Uh, when, if one were to uh, try to obtain loans, major tenants shrinking footprints, uh, some slowing growth, some layoffs. So you've got all this, uh, we'll call it negativity out in the marketplace. So our expectation uh, was it not to be this uh, substantial in terms of seeing 2023 as a year of opportunity when in fact the last latter part of 2022 really was a year of retrenchment 
and and going into uh, January of this year, enough out there to, to say, okay, we would expect more retrenchment certainly for the for the first part of the year. Um, so now we're trying to analyze where this sense of opportunity is coming from. Um, and again, Michael, at least our thoughts uh, is it may or may not be that they are optimistic. I'll say that they're more opportunistic uh, than optimistic for the year. And and we've discussed this in the past. Generally speaking, the folks in commercial real estate are an entrepreneurial bunch, uh, generally optimistic uh, by, by, by uh, general standards. But also looking at the year, uh, certainly the first part of the year, they did see a slowing of growth. They did see a moderation of inflation that may have changed, as you know, since uh, in terms of what the Fed's looking at uh, in terms of future rate increases. Um, but there's also some correlation, we think. Uh, one of our other questions were, uh, in, the, in the survey is, or what, are you intending to invest in distressed assets? And we got a, a surprising number from our perspective, 48% looking at distressed assets. So if you take opportunity, you take the, the economic background, and you take distressed assets, you can see with, with some correlation that that may be a basis for opportunity in 2023. Yeah, that is amazing. When you look at 69% thinking it's a year of opportunity uh, versus retrenchment, and I like your point, you know, you, and, and, and I had a couple points I think that we're hearing from some of our clients is, you know, you might be able to get into properties at a better basis, right? If there's less buyers, the, the financing costs are higher, and as a long-term haul, which most commercial real estate is, uh, you may get in at a, at a better basis. You may have uh, better opportunities, less competition. And then maybe some folks that have been around for, for a long time look at it as, well, maybe we're into more normal rates, right? M more normal interest rates. And talking about interest rates, let's look at uh, question number two. And that was, hey, over 2022, the Federal Reserve raised uh, rates by 425 basis points. Uh, and then the question was, how do you anticipate the Fed will increase or decrease rates during the course of 2023? Yeah, and clearly on a net basis, 82% uh, uh, believe that the interest rates will be on a net basis higher than they were in the first couple of months of, of the year. And based on what we're seeing real time, that that's, seems to be accurate. Um, I think there was, there could have been some expectation that by the end of the year, the fourth quarter rates could be reduced. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll know in the next couple of weeks, frankly, uh, whether that's more or less likely to occur. But, but clearly, the sentiment was, uh, it is, that interest rates uh, would increase on a net basis for the, for the balance of the year. And if you recall, well, you made a call, uh, in, in 2021, uh, in our survey, the estimate was that if interest rates increase by 100 basis points or more, that would have a material adverse effect on the real estate market. And sure enough, uh, as we saw in the third and fourth quarters of last year, and I think the, we'll, we'll see the numbers at the, for the first quarter, uh, that would be um, an accurate conclusion. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, I own a shop here in the Southeast that the sells has brokers focus on every property type. And it's interesting where we're seeing uh, pricing land uh, at uh, higher cap rates on these investment properties, but very different for the for the different sectors. It's pretty amazing. And, and that brings us to uh, question number three, which is uh, on a lot of people's mind, 
Do you believe there will be an economic recession in the U.S. in 2023? Yeah, and, and uh, the answer is w- without a doubt. Uh, I think 71% said they'd ha- we'd see it in the first half. 88% said we'd see it certainly through 2023. But the probably the the most surprising uh, takeaway, if you will, is that 37% of the respondents already considered the real estate community to be in a recession. And, and that's to distinguish from the general economy. And again, so we, if we've talked about, uh, we see tenants that are shrinking, high vacancy rates, low occupancy rates, obviously. Questions about uh, folks coming into the office. Um, you've got high derivative costs, high interest rates. You've got all these factors that affect commercial real estate now, and including increased costs uh, that, that carried over from uh, whether supply chain issues or, or, or otherwise inflation. Um, so that you, you see the net effect on, on commercial real estate being so negative, going back to the earlier point about interest rates as well, having a material adverse effect on commercial real estate. And you can see that many folks believe that we're already in a recession in the commercial real estate sector. Well, it's interesting to hear that because it kind of correlates back to kind of question number one, if uh, a lot of your respondents believe as far as commercial real estate, we aren't in a recession. And then maybe that makes sense for their idea that this is 69% of them believe this is your opportunity, right? Hey, we're already here. Yeah. Uh, and, and let's not forget that there's a, the old adage, and I presume it's since it's so old and so, so used, I assume it's true, that real estate is a hedge against inflation. So if you're in that already in the marketplace, then you can identify that either current assets that you've got or, or assets you're going to pursue are, are in fact going to be more valuable. Uh, certainly t- towards the end of the year, and again, give them uh, an opportunity for, for investors. Yeah. And of course, one of the questions in- investors have is uh, when in- when the market's doing well or there's a downturn, is how how long will it go? Uh, so uh, question number four is how long do you think the recession will last? Well, well good, good, good 73% uh, expect the recession to last for at least six months. Uh, only 25% expect it to last greater than 12 months. And, and uh, our analysis is that the 2008 Great Recession lasted 18 months. So on balance, you could say that at least our respondents believe that the recession will be short-lived, put that in quotes, air quotes, um, as opposed to the long-term 18 months, which really did have a detrimental effect on our economy. Yeah, and maybe that's another reason why folks think that this might be a year of opportunity. We're talking with Ron Gardy, to partner with Seyforth Shaw about their annual uh, survey, sentiment survey of commercial real estate professionals. And and we're at number five here, which we kind of touched on briefly already. Do you anticipate investing in distressed assets in 2023? Yeah, I, I think this was a surprise to, to, to us, at least, that, that uh, such a high percentage, 48%, said that they would. I, I think on a, on a given year, it, it wouldn't register nearly as much. Uh, as a matter of fact. So again, going with that correlation, which we discussed earlier with seeing the year as a year of opportunity, given that, go to go and some of the points that you already raised, uh, with the interest rate uh, environment that you've got, it may take out a number of competitors so that as a practical matter, um, with a combination of feeling, you know, this is a year of opportunity, we're going to invest in, in distressed assets and going to the next point, we don't need debt to do so. We have the, the capital to do so. Really, again, 
can give rise to both um, a sense of opportunity and knowing that you're going to invest in distressed assets. Yeah, good point. I, you know, I've I've been investing in properties, not uh, competing with my clients, but doing a little bit here and there over my career. And you know, I've got properties that I remember when I bought them. You kind of think, well, am I paying a little too much? Am I paying a little too high of interest rates? And I look back, and you know, none of that matters. <laughs> they, were, they were good properties. I'm a long-term hold. Yeah, it's good to get in the properties. To your point earlier, uh, inflation over time, uh, you're going to be a winner uh, unless you uh, really, really mess it up. Um, all right, well, let's okay. go to to number six. What will be your primary source of equity in 2023? Yes. So uh, again, this is a little bit of a surprise. Um, in that private equity was the big winner, 35% relative to institutional investors at 27%. And in past years, clearly institutional investors were, were much higher than, than private equity. And when you think about private equity, if you take the lending market out of the, the mix or largely out of the mix, well, if you are going to invest, you've got to have uh, the resources to do so. Whether you already have the capital um, whether you're going to provide, uh, identify, excuse me, uh, third-party investors, whether it could be private equity, uh, hedge funds, or frankly, just the mom and pops or family and friends um, or, or, or wealthy individuals, the fact is that uh, that capital has got to come from some source and it's going to come from uh, non-lending sources to do so. And what we are finding and what we have found traditionally is if you've got capital, and, it, and if you can be an all-cash buyer, then you are going to be more likely than not, maybe not the winner uh, on any sort of bid, but with, certainly within the discussion uh, of those final bidders. So again, providing providing the equity that's necessary, um, can do it without debt, all, all going to the point that if you're, again, see this as a year of opportunity, which may or may not be part of this question, you're going to use third-party equity to go out and buy the property, and it's going to be private equity in 2023. Yeah, uh, there's still a good bit of equity out there. And while some um, equity providers are on a little bit of a, a stall, if you will, uh, we're still seeing um, multiple offers on properties. And and properties, frankly, selling for bigger prices than sometimes that, that we expected as, as brokers. Let's bring us to question number seven, which is an interesting one. You know, you list the top kind of 10 issues that could be concerns for the economy and commercial real estate. Um, and the, the question was, which of the following represent the greatest concerns for the commercial real estate industry in 2023? And bottom line is here, and, and almost any question that, that you can ask the real estate community, what drives the answer? The answer is going to be fundamental. And, and the fundamentals here show interest rates, inflation rising costs, and, and concerns of, a, of an economic re recession. No surprise that in terms of the big issues. Uh, it is interesting to see that um, uh, concerns about supply chain it dropped from what was, I think, number three last year to, to six. Omicron uh, dropped to number eight. So uh, looking at our industry, looking at our economy, clearly um, the fundamentals of, of higher interest rates, inflation, and economic recession uh, rule the day in terms of the, the greatest concerns, and, and, and rightly so in, under the circumstances. Yeah, it makes sense. And question number eight is a really interesting one to me, and that's which real estate sector uh, presents the greatest opportunity for your investment strategy in 2023? And and uh, based on 2021 
and even going back into 2020, and, and for, for those who've been in the multifamily marketplace uh, many, many years, uh, no surprise that the, the multifamily is, it garners 31% and industrial 24%. So that's making up, if you will, 55% of the potential uh, investment sectors. In, in many markets, office is just off, off the, the, the list. Uh, we understand in, in certain markets, the um, concerns over vacancy and and uh, effective rents are going to drive down the, the value of, of office, certain office uh, product uh, substantially. So they wouldn't be uh, on the radar screen. And multifamily and industrial have performed well, notwithstanding that you hear about the um, rate of increase of rents for multifamily having stalled relative to what it's been in the past. The fact is, over the last couple of years, you, you can't uh, retain 14% per year increases in multifamily rents. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, so that may be coming back down to a more realistic uh, market-based rent increase. But the fact is, there still is third-party uh, GSA financing. The fact is, there is a housing um, deficit in the United States. And uh, it, with the exception of certain markets that may be overbuilt, uh, there is a need for additional housing on, on many levels. What, what was very interesting to us in terms of the results, Michael, was not so much the multifamily and industrial are the big winners, but at least in our survey, uh, single family rental was at the bottom at, at, at 2%. And, and as you know, uh, being in the industry, single family rental has been the rage for the last 18 uh, months to two years, certainly during, during the, what I'll call the, the COVID years. Um, and and that, that has just fallen off relative, at least to, to, to our respondents, but no, no real surprise. Um, uh, well, I shouldn't say no real surprise. It was a surprise, excuse me, uh, given that there has been such a focus in this sector, on this sector for, for the last several years. Right. And, and you mentioned number one was kind of multifamily, too. It was industrial, which I think people would... Uh, uh, agree with it or their listeners or viewers. Then when you got on the list, number three was uh, shopping center and retail. And then before it was, it was hotel and then five senior housing. And then you got to go pretty far down the list to get the, to suburban office. And I think it's uh, interesting if you, if you believe that the cycle will change as more of these employers have the power to get employees back in their office for the benefits of, of those employees' careers uh, and the a company top line and bottom line numbers. And you see that so few investors are going to be interested in office and, and lenders might be some real opportunities in the office world. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see when we look back and watch, um, you know, a year or two years from now, what happens there. I think there could be some fortunes made um, or maybe some fortunes lost. So we'll and, and, it may see, be right? and it may be, yeah, we're going to see what we are seeing. Uh, some of this office product going back to lenders already. Um, you sit here on the West Coast, on the East Coast, you're seeing that happen. And so now the question is, again, if, if you believe it's a, a year of opportunity, you can go in and either buy the debt or, or buy these properties at a deep discount, and you can do something with them. You've got the, the capital to renovate them or perhaps convert them. There's a lot of discussion about converting to multifamily or other multi-uses. Real opportunity. Real yeah. opportunity. Yeah, I, I agree. And, uh, you know, I think we're seeing uh, uh, some, some sellers that are realizing that they hey even though the values have changed based on the cost of funding, um, they're still they're still making a profit, right? They're still from a they have still have most a lot of folks have a lot of equity in their properties and are moving them 
at prices that, that make sense. For example, we have a $42 million of property portfolio um, that this can be delivered at a 9.6 cap, which also has about 80,000 square feet to, to lease up for value add in a market with 2.6% vacancy. So there are sellers out there that are icing properties very, very well. I think there's going to be a lot of great opportunities. I agree with, with that for this year. Uh, you know, a lot of investors I've dealt with in my 35 career, when I call them about buying properties in a hot market, they, Michael, it's so cute you call me. Thank you. I appreciate hearing from you. But you know, we don't buy when the market's this hot. You know, when the market's going down a little bit, give us a call. Uh, those in investors are going to be pulling out a lot of cash and buying property, I believe, uh, this year. Which brings us to number nine. Will your company shift its investment sites from urban to suburban markets in 2023? And the answer is no. Uh, <laughs> uh, the short answer is no. Uh, these numbers are substantially the same as, as in 2021, um, or 2022, excuse me. So uh, we're looking at 74% that say, no, we're not going to look to the suburban markets. 26% um, said they would. And, and again, going to all those fundamentals that we're talking about, where are the opportunities? Still the perception is in the ur urban marketplace, whether it's perhaps office, uh, mixed use, certainly multifamily, uh, where where there is uh, demand is where the money is going to go. And it, right now, the perception is it's still in the urban market. Yeah, that is interesting. Question number 10, has the migration to work from home slash hybrid models adversely impacted your company? And these numbers are not, again, uh, substantially different from from last year. Um, and the focus is, is is the culture. That's what's being affected. At least that's the perception by the response that the culture is being substantially impacted. A good 62% say that that's, that's the number one concern as it relates to uh, the work from home or hybrid models. Uh, they're, not use, they're not losing it on the bottom line. They're not losing it on, on loyalty per se, but culture is a whole, a whole nother story. And uh, that was pretty much the same uh, from, from last year. And anecdotally, you know, we're seeing it uh, as well and something that, that I think employers are trying to focus on. How do we get the folks in, uh, in large part, to maintain that culture, assuming that your, your particular company is interested in a particular company culture? And, and that's, that's the focus, that's the concern, and that's where the, all the consultants are spending their time and effort. Yeah. Yeah, well, that makes sense. You know, uh, I think one of the big things that we like to have in, in our office is, is a great culture, and that's why a lot of people here and they're loyal they grow their business, uh, and it's just a, a great environment. And uh, I tell my employees and brokers, that, look, if, if you're not, uh, if you're difficult to be around or work with, you're not client-oriented, don't come here. That's not our culture. Uh, and it's interesting, if you're hiring new folks, and you know, oh, you're going to love our culture, well, you're going to be at home. You're not going to really meet anybody, but you'll love it anyway. That is interesting. Which brings us right and you could take yeah. it, you take it yeah. you could take a different position hey my bottom line's actually pretty good with you being at home yeah. that's not the point that's not the entire point right right we want, in the, we want in here because we want to create that culture and frankly for your more junior folks to understand what it's what it's like to, to, to be in a culture that that is conducive to work right right question number 11 and works in the same right run that right along there how often do you expect to be in your company's office space on a weekly basis? Well, if, if, if you're a commercial real estate executive, 55% uh, expect to be in four to five days a week, which is high, uh, given that we think, I don't know what the current number is, 
but I think in the DC marketplace, uh, occupancy is about 41%. Uh, in some cities, it's up to 54% of, uh, based on stuff that I've read, but, but it's much less. Uh, and that's, that, that's not in four to five days a week. Uh, that that's in on any given day. So to get to four to five days per week, that's a pretty high percentage, 55% of these professionals. And that's my expectation, Michael, is that the respondents are not your administrative staff, if you will, uh, right. to our survey. They, they are professional executives. Um, so they're looking at it top down. And that would not necessarily express the sentiment, if you will, of more administrative staff or junior staff. And uh, we'll see who wins out at the end of the day. Yeah. And number 12 is kind of an interesting question. It's about which government policy would spur the biggest increase in development of, of real estate. And some of the options were you know, lowering of interest rates, uh, tax credits and incentives, and rezoning uh, government investment in infrastructure. Uh, what what'd you, what were the respondents saying? Yeah, uh, not too shocking. Lower the interest rates. Uh, that, that's going back, going back to the fundamentals. Lower, look, you get our interest rates lower, we'll invest. Um, and every year we, we try to take into account what's happening, whether it's a political year, there's a presidential election or, or, or some other event, uh, which, uh, we try to take into account here, uh, with the expectation that, that there would be some effect uh, on our industry, um, given interest rates, et cetera, et cetera. We did ask this question and, and, and the reality is. Uh, here and in the next question, I believe that we're going to get to um, the fundamentals to take place, uh, you know, to take 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 precedence. It's lowering interest rates. That's what seventy percent of the respondents think is necessary in order to to spur, we'll say, development, but it's also investment. Yeah, well, it makes sense. And the final question, uh, number thirteen, is an interesting one. It's which state government policy do you think will be the greatest driver of corporate office relocations? in 2023 and i know we we help companies in the southeast with their office or their industrial uses and a lot of them coming from under the northeast and other areas coming to the to the southeast so it's a very interesting question to me personally and, and some of the options were late uh, low state taxes limited regulation policies regarding uh, reproductive rights policies regarding esg and electronic vehicle incentives and mandates what do the respondents say well uh, overwhelmingly low state taxes, and then after that, limited regulation, which again, in, in the real estate business, neither one of them is, is surprising, um, and maybe business generally, but uh, we thought we'd add some of the social-oriented policies to see what effect, if any, they would have on, on some of these decisions, and, and clearly, again, driving the, the fundamentals. Uh, get, me, get me low interest rates, get me low state taxes, uh, limit uh, the regulation of my business, and I will uh, invest and I will uh, prosper. So, no real surprise there. Um, and and again, every year, these questions, many of these questions, just go right to the bottom line. What are the fundamentals of our industry, and how are they best protected? Yeah. And well, it's an interesting uh, report and and survey, and uh, I love the takeaways that you shared with us, uh, Ron. What would be uh, uh, a final uh, thought for our listeners? Uh, regarding the report this year from you? Well, uh, notwithstanding that the report came out, if you will, in mid-February, I think many of the responses are going to hold true for the balance of, of 2023, from interest rates uh, to having lower state taxes. That's fundamental. 
but the other items as well. I think you will see a resurgence of this sector. Uh, certainly, the expectations of the third or fourth quarter uh, as interest rates either moderate um, or stabilize, and 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 people can make decisions based on some uh, understanding of what the current marketplace is on a stabilized basis, and that also, uh, I think, results in perhaps cap rates changing, sellers becoming more realistic if they do want to sell and having their, their prices come down uh, so that that gives rise to those with capital going out and performing on, on their budgets and on their operating uh, business plans. Great. Ron, great information. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you for having me. Greatly appreciate it. All right. If you want more from their website, is safeforth.com. We appreciate uh, you listening or watching the show. Hey, please share the show, if you will. Uh, please connect with us on your favorite social media and reach out if we can help you in any way. And until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Appreciate the show? Consider referring business or doing business with our sponsors. Bull Realty is a commercial real estate sales, leasing, and advisory firm doing business throughout the Southeast, headquartered in Atlanta. Visit bullrealty.com for more information. Commercial Agent Success Strategies provides video training for commercial agents. This training gets five-star reviews from even the most experienced brokers. Learn more at commercialagentsuccess.com. You're invited to connect with us on your favorite social media. You can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't miss a show of special interest to you. Be sure and subscribe to the show on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. And at the show website, CREshow.com, you can subscribe for a weekly email announcing the show topic and guest. While you're there, you also found more videos and podcasts. Thank you for watching or listening to America's Commercial Real Estate Show.